Hayes, Cine fans. It is your resident wrestler, yes, sir, the living proof, Justin Taylor. And I'm on today with Heather, and it is just us two today. This is actually a bonus episode of Cinema Slayers, but Heather and I just had to come on and talk a little bit about HBO's uh, great series that is out right now, Big Little Lies. Um, starring a, really a star-studded cast. It's got Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, among others that we would definitely get into. And um, th 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 this is a, really like a, this won't be a two-part podcast, but the series has had two seasons thus far. And so since Heather and I just happened to catch both seasons, we thought that it would be great to just kind of sit down, reflect on both seasons, and talk about our likes, dislikes, and everything in between for what we both felt was just a really compelling, really awesome HBO series. So I guess we will start with the lady of Cinema Slayers, Heather. What was some things that you liked or stood out to you as positives about Big Little Lies? Yeah, so I remember when I first heard about this show and that it was based off of a book, if I'm remembering correctly, a book that I obviously have not read, but I was just like, this looks interesting, you know, just how they promoted it and everything. It looked just very intriguing. You knew it was about some kind of a mystery and you knew that there were a lot of just swept under the rug things happening and all of this. So it intrigued me just even from just seeing the trailer of it. And, um, but no, I just like it, the very, even from the very first episode, it really just captivates you, you know, because it starts out like you find out in the very first episode that someone has died. It doesn't tell you who, it doesn't tell you what happened. It just tells you that that did happen. And it's, you know, just kind of going back leading up to that, seeing, you know, what happened prior to this murder that took place. So it really captivated me from the very beginning with it. And like you were saying, I mean, there are so many talented actors in this show. You've got Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, Laura Dern, Shailene Woodley really stepped it up. I mean, she's always been pretty good from what I've seen her in, but in this, she's just a completely different character than I had seen in anything else. And she was so great in it. And she's kind of like the, I mean, in this, she's the, she's kind of the oddball outcast type of mom because, you know, it's about, a, it's like a town of just these, I guess, essentially rich or privileged um, wives in, is it California they live in, Justin? It is, right? Yes. Yes. California. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's just like these, these women that are just, you know, they have this certain lifestyle and they're very privileged and they just have this, we have to keep up appearances type of thing about them. And then Shailene Woodley's character, uh, Jane, um, comes in and she's just not that way at all. And these women that she does become friends with throughout the show, like, I think that's the appeal. They're just like, you're not like us. Something's different about you, you know, and they, they were drawn to that. And I was too, just because, you know, it kind of makes things up in that town. You know, I, I think I remember if one of the first episodes, someone thought she was a nanny. <laughs> they didn't even think she was one of the moms. They thought she was just a nanny for one of the kids. So that's just kind of how, I guess, removed these women and these parents are from the rest of the world because they're just kind of living in their own little world. So it was a really interesting take on it. But yeah, I mean, and you've got, um, you've got Zoe Kravitz in this, you've got Adam Scott in this, you've got just so many top notch actors 
in this show and it's fantastic and then as i know we will talk about later in season two you bring in meryl streep you know what i'm saying so like you can't really you can't even go wrong there but um also um one of the the really stand out for me honestly was um alexander skarsgård who plays nicole kidman's husband in this show he is so phenomenal in this like he blew me away right like there's just he just blew me away like he was he's just so compelling and he is so charming and you completely see why you know nicole kidman's character is falling for him and has fallen for him and they have this life together And then you see this other side of him where he's just a very abusive, bad person. And it just throughout the show, you kind of see a little bit more of it and just their very broken and complicated relationship that they have in their own marriage because of this thing. And it's so captivating to see it because you get this perspective of like the women who there's always the stories of the women who are like, no, I'm being abused. So I'm going to leave or I'm going to try to leave, you know, and you even see the stories of women who are like, I don't know how to leave, which is more of what this was. But it's a little bit more interesting because she's also like, I kind of liked it because it led to us, you know, having good sex or it made us more intimate or whatever it was. She kind of enjoyed it, even though she also hated it. And it's just a very complex thing that they had. And I thought it was really unique to the story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I I could definitely mirror some of that sentiment with Skarsgård. And and I mean, their family, that whole family dynamic with Nicole Kidman and the two children, it it, it really was from from the optics standpoint, it was just an all-American successful family. You know, you you have two almost perfect looking people in Skarsgård and Nicole Kidman. And then their kids are healthy and perfect and they're they're successful. She was a lawyer. Um, He was, man, what was he? Oh man, I'm gonna be mad that I don't remember exactly what his career was, but I know it was something like business, like he worked long hours and he traveled a lot. I can't remember the exact exact job. He wasn't a lawyer, was he? No, he wasn't a lawyer too, I don't think. I don't believe so. Something with business, probably some sort of executive or something like that, because he was away and I know he worked long hours, but you know, they were like this picture perfect looking family. And and that's what it seemed like from an optics standpoint. And then when you really delve into that relationship, like you were saying, and just the the way that this series was able to showcase the psychological abuse that happens to you when things like that happen and how confusing it can actually be for a person who's going through abuse, which I, I can't speak from any personal experience but what i loved about this was that the the way this was done it helped bring me a more give me a more understanding of it because on one end nicole kidman is watching her husband and he's being this great father and he's playing with these kids and he's laughing and rolling around with them and the kids love him and stuff like that and he's looking at her and he's saying all these sweet things and stuff like that and then other times he is it was almost like he there was just another side to this man like he would just become this abusive horrible slapping and hurting her and stuff like that but like you said it would lead to like this sex and 
how confusing must that have been for Celeste, Nicole Kidman's character? Like, how confusing must that have been to see how he interacts with the kids, to see, have these memories of him interacting with you, to have these sexual experiences and then mix that in with the abuse? And I could definitely see, and, yeah. and especially the, the scenes where she was talking to the psychiatrist that really was brought to light too how confusing it was for her as well because she knew it was abuse she knew it hurt it was hurting her emotionally but then it would also lead to something that felt good as you said so that is a lot of psychological physical confusion and i just think it was displayed so well with that story yeah totally and I mean, not that Nicole Kidman isn't always like amazing, but I loved her in this. I think this was probably one of my favorite performances of hers. She was so great. Like she was vulnerable and she was strong when she had to be and she was conflicted and she wanted better, but she didn't know how to get that. And it was just, it's you know, she's just a very real human person. And I loved the way that she did this and even being a lawyer and knowing, you know, legally the things that aren't right about things and all of these things she knows but she's like yeah but I'm still a woman who's in love with this man and I can't tell you why you know like it's a very real human thing to do and she just played it so well she was fantastic I think everybody really stands out in this but her character you just really you're just very drawn to her character a lot in this whole in this whole thing and like you were saying with the psychologist or the therapist that she goes to see, I loved those scenes too, because it really, you know, you see her unpacking just all the complexity of her marriage. And I do remember in, I, I do want to say it is in the, the second season somewhere and her just saying, you know, if, if this situation had been your best friend, put her in the situation, what would you tell her? And I was like, man, that is so that was good. Great. Right. That was great. Yeah. It's also just very real advice that a psychologist would give you because that's a that's a big thing they say, because when people are victims or when they're when it's people that are blaming themselves or feeling like, oh, I deserve this. This is my fault. I'm in this. That's the first thing that they're going to do is like, okay, so if this was someone else's situation, you think that they deserve that, you know? So I loved that they put that in there because it's very realistic, you know? Yeah, and that and you're right about that. That was such a great scene. And she was like, I want you to picture one of your friends. How about Madeline? I want you to picture Madeline in that situation. And it was Reese Witherspoon getting thrown around and everything like that. And you could just see like the anguish in Nicole Kidman's face and how much just even the thought of that was yeah. hurting her and, she was and so yeah angry yeah yeah she was so angry and she was yelling no and everything like that and i mean anytime she had a line or anytime it was time for nicole kipman to put on the emotion man she just absolutely nailed this and i think that you are right this is one of if not some of the best work that she's ever done. And I know that she took home some Emmys for this. I know that the the first season of this won a ton of awards in 2017. I mean, in 2017, this was like one of the shows to watch that year. And I know she took home a ton of awards. And personally, just a little bit of a story about Nicole Kidman. I've always kind of been a fan of hers. Uh, 
you know, uh, you know, people talk about celebrity crushes and stuff like that growing up. And growing up, man, I don't know what it was about Nicole Kidman, but I loved me some Nicole Kidman. Like I was just like the <laughs> biggest fan of her, you know, I, you know, and when you're a little kid growing up or whatever, at first you're like, oh man, she's so pretty. She's beautiful. But then as I grew older, man, I began to really just appreciate the, how amazing of an actress she is. Like yeah. there are so many movies that I could point to and talk about that I would just never forget some of her performances. Like, and some of them are kind of underrated. There was a movie that came out a few years ago called The Hours, and it was her, Meryl Streep, and oh my God, who's the other actress? Another one that's really, 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 really good. Oh my gosh, her name escapes me right now, but that's a great movie. There was a scary movie that's underrated, I think, that starred her called The Others. And that yeah. was really, really good. It was a very good, like, ghost story. But she's done other things over the years, man. Colt Mountain was another good uh, story that starred Nicole Kidman. I mean, she's had a lot of great acting performances over the years and it went from a crush to just some of the utmost respect and she is really one of my favorite actors actresses and that's what really drew me to this show when i found out she was in it and reese witherspoon is another one that yeah. kind of uh she's another one that kind of and i don't know how you feel about reese but for me it was similar to how i felt about sandra bullock like Reese used to star in like kind of all of these kind of romantic comedies and she was kind of like this heartthrob queen, so to speak. And of course there was the Legally Blonde and everything like that. And that's when she really kind of blew up. But I, even though Legally Blonde was popular, I did like that movie. I wasn't really a fan of her, but it seems like later on in her tenure, man, she has just become one of the most prolific and most skilled actresses I think right now in the game, I mean, she was wonderful in Fargo. If you haven't seen that, the television Fargo series, she was absolutely wonderful in Fargo. And she's done some other movies herself where she's turned in some great performances. And she really has just earned another one that I didn't start as a fan, but she earned my respect over the years. No, yeah, I, I get that and totally understand what you're saying because it was, I mean, she she's an Oscar winner. I mean, she played, uh, who was it, June Cash in Walk the Line. And I think from yeah. that, oh that my point gosh. on, yeah. that was kind of her kind of reinventing herself as an actress and doing these more serious roles. And then she was nominated again for that movie Wild, which was a fantastic movie. And it's basically her in it the whole time only, kind of like the female yes. castaway almost. And she was so great. She did a great job in it. And she's so good at playing that. Um, it was almost like this character for her was like legally blonde in the future. If she had a family, you know, just very like kind of in her own world. But she she means well, but she also has a little bit of a vindictive side to her. And yeah, she just played it so well. Like she's you could tell she's like this, you know, the gossip queen and the trying to run the town and like the the alpha mom kind of thing. 
in this group of people and in the school and all of these things. And it's, I mean, it can be intimidating and you could tell um, Adam Scott, who plays her husband, you could tell his character, he's very much like almost intimidated by it, but also feeling like he's a non-factor for her. And because yeah. it's just all about the appearances and keeping these things up and, you know, getting herself out there and, you know, being known and liked and all of these things. And she just plays that role so well. Like she's so great at doing that role because while she is, you know, a tad bit annoying, her character is anyway, she's also got moments where you're like, I get that. <laughs> I, I completely get like who you are right now. You know what I mean? Like when she's having those heart to heart moments with her daughters and things like that, you know, you just really, you feel for her and you really, you understand her a little bit better. Um, by the way, that movie, The Hours, it was Julianne uh, Moore. That's who you're thinking yes, about. Yes, Julianne Moore. Yes, yeah. yes. Who's also extremely good. Yes. She's great. And I did look up um, the husband, Alexander Skarsgård. He was a businessman. He used to be a lawyer. And now he was, er, and then he became a businessman. So yeah, we were both right. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> both yeah. correct. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it's just like, and then... I, I mean, and Zoe Kravitz, who at first you don't really, I, at least for me, I didn't really know what to think of her character because I didn't think she was going to be in it as much as she is, first of all. But, you know, I just thought she was going to be that um, character that was like, you know, just trying to prove that she was better than than the other moms, even though she was the not traditional mom. But she ended up being a really great character, too. I mean, I just feel like yeah. the, the, the character development throughout this whole show um it's been phenomenal i mean you just there's not really a character that you feel like i don't know enough about that one or i don't feel like i understand their motives or anything because they're all so developed completely and so well and i appreciate that they did that and they don't do it where it drags out it's not boring just the way that they do it is very it just keeps you intrigued in all of them and laura dern's character as well um oh what is her name um Renata, I think. Yeah, she's, um, yes. you know, at first I was like, not a huge fan of her either. And because I mean, you really she is just kind of that mom that you, you see you're like, yeah, you're the total California mom who doesn't care about your family. You're not interested in anything in your actual life. And she just really kind of steps it up, especially in that second season. She just becomes like this, you know, I'm an independent person and I'm not going to take this. This is insane. And I loved it. You know, she developed so well and she just became like really good friends with these other moms that you feel like she doesn't otherwise have anything in common with. And just kind of yeah. the, the things that did bring them together. And, you know, of course, for those that have seen it, if you haven't, spoilers, obviously. But I mean, the fact that they're all kind of in on um, Celeste's husband, Alexander Skarsgård, is the one who's who's dead and the one who died. And so basically it becomes, you know, who killed him and why, and all these women kind of have a hand in it, or at least know what happened. And that's what bonds them. And so it's kind of like one of those where <laughs> you're thrown into a situation and that's what makes you close because otherwise, why are you even hanging around each other almost except for, you know, Celeste and uh, Madeline because they were already friends. But, you know, you just kind of feel like that uh, it, it reminds me of just those relationships that you hear about or you see on TV where they're very much like, um, oh, we just went through a really traumatic thing together. And that's why 
we want to be together <laughs> you know it's kind of like that yeah. sort of dynamic with these with these ladies of like we all have this dark secret of knowing what's happening but we want to protect each other because like it was horrible but you know but it's like if we hadn't have all experienced this together we would probably mostly not even like each other <laughs> you know so yeah yeah it was it's interesting and, i guess and i think that 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 is a very um good point that you're making as far as just how they came together because you're right from the outset it just didn't seem like many of these ladies would get along because they're just so on so many different uh, sides of the, the the spectrum. And like you were saying about Renata, man, I totally agree with you. She came off in season one as just this completely privileged, selfish, just self-absorbed kind of mom that didn't care about anybody else wasn't trying to be open-minded or see anybody else's perspective and honestly i i kind of hated her you know at the beginning of the season especially because she was having a lot of um interactions with jane charlene woody's character who i really loved so i was like man you know i was really feeling that character and you knew that something bad had happened to her and that was another thing too just the way that they tell this story with these cutting with these cutting scenes and sometimes it would be absolutely silent and i just can't hark on that enough like sometimes it would be absolutely silent and you would be watching something horrible and you could see the character yelling or you would know that it was traumatic but there wouldn't be any music it would just let you visualize and absorb that scene and that was just um such a great technique that they really used i think wonderfully here that that was just the technique that kept coming up and like with and with that character with charlene woodley's character man like you you just got the feeling that Jane had went through something traumatic and you knew something happened and you knew something happened with this guy and you knew that it was horrible what happened to her as far as being raped and everything and you understood that man this is a struggle for her and everything that was happening with her son and like is something wrong with my son because when I, when that whole thing is going down in season 1 where um where Renata's daughter comes down with the bite marks and all, and of course, you know, Jane being new to the block and everything, the, uh, uh, you know, Renata wants to immediately think that it's her and blame her son, Ziggy, and everything like that. So that dynamic just made me kind of hate that Renata character. Yeah. But like you said, in the seconds, but then, you know, after the truth comes out and everything like that, and we actually find out it was one of Celeste's kids and everything like that, Renata does become this kind of forgiving, like understanding type of person. And once she understood the situation, you find out, well, okay, well, maybe she's not quite the person I thought she was. But like you said, that that was the start of it, maybe. But season two, yeah, you're definitely right. She definitely kind of redeems anything I thought negative about her in season two. She has some really great scenes with her husband, and I'm forgetting the actor's name, but th- there are oh just some gosh. really great scenes. Um, oh my gosh, it's it escapes me. And he was good um yeah. for the 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 times he was in it. I thought that he was pretty good too. Um yeah. but uh 
but but um th there were just some great scenes of that with her with her talking about how she felt and just getting her emotions out and everything like that and some of the things he would say to her would just be horrible things and then she but but Renata can fire back you know she's got some fire and everything like that so I did appreciate how powerful she was because at first it seemed like this snobby privileged kind of person who's showing to have a tough exterior but really weak on the inside but that is not Renata at all she's tough inside and out so I did appreciate that character yeah 100% like she just and you almost feel like you know her being around these women kind of made made her character better like you just feel like because she has these actual friends instead of just the fake relationships in her life, you feel like she's sort of becoming able to stand up for herself more and able to just do something about her feelings instead of just being the trophy wife, whatever it is that she was. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the that was another cool thing about this, you know, this tragedy that happened. A, a beautiful thing that came from it is you feel like it, it really changed these women, sometimes not for the better, like Zoe Kravitz character. She's just a broken person after what happens. But a lot of the other people, they just you know, they, they want to make changes and they want to do something different with their lives. And they just in general become different people because of it. And they really showed that well, because it was subtle. It wasn't just like a complete transformation of from this to this. It was these subtle little changes that happened throughout the show, which I thought was phenomenal. And even Nicole Kidman, obviously, because it's mostly it affects her because, you know, it was her husband and that's the first thing that people are going to want to do is probably blame her because it was her husband, you know, and but just her realizing more about herself and more about her kids in the aftermath of her husband's death. It's just just seeing those things and slowly those things being revealed to us as to just, you know, the things that like just how this has completely affected and changed all of them since this whole thing went down and you just kind of and I do I love how they do it where they they do flashbacks or they you know they 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 have the story leading up to the night of the murder and then and the second season is basically everything that happens after that goes down and they're just really the pacing of it the way that they tell the story is awesome I think it was like it, it there was nothing boring about it everything about it was so well done with how they reveal these things in this story, because you're slowly getting more pieces of what's happening throughout, but you still don't get the full reveal of what happened until the very last episode of that first season, which was really, really a smart thing to do. Yeah, it definitely was. And, and, and I, yeah, you're totally right about that. I liked how they kept the truth of what happened from you all the way up to that point and all of the kind of banter from neighborhood people or other public figures or cobs or stuff like that yes. where they would just talk about people and go oh well she's the that was great too yeah don't Th you that know that she really did this was, yeah <laughs> yeah and that was something that i will say in season two i kind of missed because those little scenes where people were talking or rumoring and stuff like that those were 
were some of the most entertaining scenes like oh well you know that nobody is gonna tell Renata no or you know right. just those little things like that I really loved those scenes too um, in, in the first season and it was funny because it, but but it, they were also great because you could just see how wrong some of these people were about these women and how because of the way the women carried themselves how the outside world or the outside of town kind of saw them versus how they really were with their friends and the interactions with the women that they were close to so it was definitely an interesting dynamic that really helped uh with season one but 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 you're totally right i'm glad that they kept the the exact details of the murder from us until the last episode because when it all goes down it just feels like oh my gosh but when they all banded together to tell that lie you kind of walk away feeling like man you know i'm glad that nobody had to go to jail because of that i'm glad that um that celeste nicole kipman's character kind of got out of this situation and then when you find out how it's all connected that he actually was the one who raped Jane and everything like that. It just, it, it just really just all kind of came to a head and it culminated very, very well. Um, yeah. And, and honestly, that, that could have been it. You know, I was so satisfied with that first season. I, and at the time I didn't even know there was going to be a two. So I would have been totally fine with that. But like you said, two was very good too and how they decided to say okay now we got to talk about the residual effects that this killing will have on these women what it does to their friendship keeping that secret you know how that little lie that they told about oh he fell off the steps becomes something big you know which is kind of what the show is about how you can lie to yourself and you can lie to others and you can portray this and you can your whole kind of outside persona can be a lie but even though it seems like something small it just becomes big things those things can consume you and so in the spirit of that i think that season two was very effective kind of showing the different ways that characters were struggling with this and, and like you said with nicole kidman's character like even though he was dead the residual effects of that, the missing Kim, because there was yeah. love for him. And there wasn't that sense of that she got to kind of handle that her own way because he had died. And there is that what if, or what if we could have handled it, or what if maybe there, there was still good in him, or um, what if th there was, this could have went another way. And then compounded on that when his mother um uh mary louise um uh um oh my god meryl streep's character wow i don't know why i had a brain fart there but mary louise meryl streep's character comes into play and when she starts all of her stuff like well i don't believe that that was him and yeah. there had to be some good in him and all of that kind of stuff man that was heavy stuff whenever she gets involved with celeste yeah, for sure. And just because like, I am curious for and also for all of you listening to, you know, curious to know your thoughts on it. Did you actually connect and see that um, Celeste's husband was the one who raped Jane? Did you see that coming? Or was that a shock to you when you found that out? 
Uh, no, I was shocked by that. I thought that maybe that was going to kind of be an isolated issue. I didn't honestly see that coming. That 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 it was the same guy. I know. You know, but, they, but when yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, totally. No, I was just going to say no. I didn't see that coming because I thought that that was kind of an isolated issue. Like I thought that maybe Jane and Celeste might come together later easier because they kind of have went through a similar abuse I thought but I didn't think all those things were going to link up but it linked up quite nicely you know I thought it didn't feel contrived or like oh well this is happening because it's a story you know it didn't feel mechanical to me when it was revealed I was like oh man the plot thickens you know it wasn't like I hated it in any sort of way it was done narratively well I thought yeah, and I, I just, I actually just can't emphasize enough how I think beautifully they did all of that because I kind of was, I was starting to wonder about halfway through if maybe it was just because in the flashbacks you see of what's happening, you do never see his face. You know, it's always a shadowy face and that's always for a reason. You know, like you just feel like if it was somebody who wasn't going to be in the show or somebody who was just kind of in the past or whatever, you feel like they would have showed his face right away. Uh, at least I feel like that's what they would have done. But um, and just the fact that, you know, he was very it was very in the shadows all the time. Like you never really see his face when he's in the room and he's leaving it. And and then the more the show goes on, you see more of the violence of he, he and Celeste's relationship and, you know, how they treat each other and what their marriage is like. And then you're just kind of like, that would make sense, you know? And then you think about how um, Jane never met Celeste's husband. Like she would talk about him or whatever, but they never met him. So it was just kind of like, I I slowly was kind of looking back on it after that was revealed. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Because all these things you're like, yeah, they, they put it together well. It didn't feel like this random, like, how does that fit in? It completely fit in. And I loved how they revealed all of that. And it was just so, so well done. And I also want to say that I love how so much of what went down in season one came to a head at this public party, this fancy Audrey Hepburn party that they were throwing. And I just was like, that's it's a nice touch on what this town is about and what this group of people is about. And I just thought that it was really clever to put that in as um, how, how they're all together, why they're all together and just seeing how it all goes down. I love that it was like this fancy party in front of everybody where, cause they're so big on, I want to keep everything secret and swept under the rug. I don't want anyone to know my, you know, my, my flaws or whatever. And then, this huge public thing that everyone's at is where all of this goes down. So I thought it was kind of like a, a nice little irony that they put in for that. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Very poetic and how um, that all went down. So yeah, I, I can totally agree with that. And like you said, when, whenever you are looking back over the story and you realize that um, Scar Skarsgård's character was the one who was the culprit and everything when it comes to Jane. You do go, man, why didn't I see more of that? Why didn't I see more of the clues? Or you put together the pieces and you go, man, dude, it all makes so much sense, especially his behaviors and the way he is. You know, yeah. it's not beyond the realm of possibility that he had done that to somebody before. 
you know, um, and everything like that. So that was great. And another thing that's great about that is all of the interactions it leads to in season two, because yes. that was such a great, because there were so many great conversations with Jane and Celeste and Mary Louise, because like, I remember that, 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 that conversation in particular where Jane and Celeste are talking and she's like, do you blame me at all? Are you angry with me? Because I did have sex with your husband. You know, I, I right. was, um, you know, I was complicit, even though I didn't really know um, at the time and 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 I didn't turn out to be complicit when it was a rape, but uh, but 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 at the beginning I was, and the fact that and 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 rape is you know we still had sex. Do you look at me and are you angry about that? And her going, no, I don't blame you and stuff like that, and just it, it really just kind of shows you how complex and how awful going through something like that must be. And then like, what was even crazier though, and, and one of the conversations that just really got to me, I had to pause it because I just, <laughs> because I felt it so much. But man, that scene where Meryl Streep, Mary Louise confronts Jane and she's like, tell me, that there was something that there was something good about uh, my son. Yeah. There had to be some good in him, right? Like there had to be something that you enjoyed about him, right? There had to be something good about him, right? My son just couldn't be just a rapist and that's it, right? He couldn't just be an abuser and that's it. Please tell me that there was something good about my son. And like you could just see like like the uh, Jane I mean, the actress just did so well at that. The look on her face just said everything. And you could just see how it was tearing her apart and how awkward that must have been where you're the mother of the person who raped you is mourning her son's death and everything like that. And you know about it. And on top of that, this is the man that raped you. And then you've got the mother in your face telling you, asking you, was there something good about him? Did he have something good about him? And like that tore me apart. Just seeing how it was affecting Jane, that just tore me up, man. I was like, my goodness, what an impossible situation to be in. Right. Like that's all I could think from that when that when those scenes happen. Right. And like just the the desperation of Meryl Streep's character just really just really wanting to grasp onto this hope that there was something good about her son because if not, it would make her a terrible mom. You know, like they're just that there's some kind of just beautiful desperation in how she did her performance. And like it's it's going to be a controversial yeah. statement because it's Meryl Streep and everything she does is gold. But like this is one of my favorites. It's it's such a complex character that she plays. And it's like she's she's not a bad guy, but she is at the same time. And she plays them both yeah. evenly at the same time so well and only Meryl Streep could do it that flawlessly you know like she just for one minute you're just like okay don't put Jane in this situation like I mean she's sitting there showing pictures of him when he's a baby and like oh it looks just like 
your son now or whatever it was she said. And I'm like, why would you do yeah. that? That's like, that cannot be easy at all for her. Why would you think she would want to hear that? You know? And, but then yes. the next minute you're just like, she, she's a mother. She raised this kid and no one wants to believe that their kid grew up to be that kind of a monster. And she just wants to hope that wasn't true. And she just wants answers. She wants to know what happened. Her son is dead. She wants to know what actually went down. And like, I don't blame her for her questioning and her wanting to know the real story behind it. But also just how she just had this assuming thing about Nicole Kidman's character and about all of her friends and just everything that she she was just very assuming of everything. And she just, it was such a beautiful performance though, because like, man, like, I mean, cause that's a complex character to play. It's like, well, I'm a mom, but I'm a mom of a rapist and an abuser. And how do you, how do you, you know, reconcile yourself with that being your child, the person that you raised, you know? And so I just think that she did such a phenomenal job at being that mom that's in that very tricky situation, just as Jane was really good at being like, you know, I love my son more than anything. And I don't ever want to make him think I'm not glad that he's mine. But the way that I got him was terrible, you know? So yeah. it's just, there's all of these complex scenarios that happen in this show. And it's just, none of it's over the top. None of it's just gratuitous for the sake of just having it or anything. It's all, I feel like this show, every scene that they do, every, you know, really hard thing to watch that they do put in this film or in this show is very much adding to the story. And that's very rare these days because a lot of times you feel like, well, we're just going to put sex and nudity in it because that's what people want to see. And in this, you're just like, no, actually, like everything they did, it was very, I guess, in a way, tastefully done. Like it just all added to the story. And it was just very perfectly done. I feel like it was a great balance of everything that they were trying to do with this story and how they told it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. I just I can't say enough about. Meryl Streep in this like she's so great I mean it shouldn't be surprising I mean it's you know Meryl Streep but just like I've never seen her play a character like this and I mean it's like she finds new ways to just impress with her talent and ability all the time you know it's, yeah, it's just ph phenomenal, just phenomenal work and even and you could even kind of see um, some of maybe where Peter got some of those manipulative traits like being able to press the right buttons on a person or saying things that are very compelling and kind of getting the characters to kind of fold or getting the characters to kind of be like, man, who is this? Or, you know, there were times where she would win a lot of exchanges with the with the other characters like i remember one time when renata was like well let me take a crack at her maybe you know maybe if i <laughs> talk to her i can get her to kind of stand down with this uh custody battle and everything and <laughs> mary nope. louise ripped her apart <laughs> you know what i mean like mary louise could you know she would size them up and she would say things that hurt and cut deep and she would make a bunch of assumptions and it was so funny because she would insult them in almost like the most proper, most nice, <laughs> most 
<laughs> excellent verbiage and you could just tell that they would be like ouch you know like she would right. say something that would kind of hit home and you would just be like ouch man I, you're right I just really loved this character and you're right I love that back and forth with how you felt about her because on one end you can't blame her she's a mom she doesn't know the truth she's trying to find out what happened and everything like that and then on and so you understand it from that perspective but at the same time you know what peter was you know what her son was and you know how wrong he was and you know that ultimately he did get what he deserved but then there are the children that are involved yeah. too. And so you there's that whole deal. And then Nicole Kidman was showing some signs that maybe she was kind of unfit. You know, she ran and, you know, had that wreck on the road. And then one time she threw one of her kids down. And yeah, when you really think about it, those are just a couple of incidents, but right. Nicole Kidman really was going through it. But I think as the series progressed, you did see her get stronger. And because of the friendships that she had um, with those ladies, she was working through some of that stuff. And I loved how they handled the whole situation with Ziggy finding out um, you, that, yeah. that whole thing. When that bullet came up and was like, your father was a rapist and all that stuff like that. And those other two boys, your brothers and everything like that. I like how they just attacked that head on. Right. You know, Celeste brought the kids over and they embraced him as a brother. That was very, awesome. very cool. Yeah. That, was, that was a great moment in the show. And I wished more stuff like that would happen, you know? Like not saying that there's just going to be this random situation where the same person raped and then all that. Not even so much with that, but like reuniting family and understanding, okay, they are all family and kind of understanding that we don't want these kids to grow up hating each other or not knowing each other and and tackling that head on and the kids then sticking up for each other and going, that's my brother too, and stuff like that. I loved all of that, man. I really yeah. did. I mean, and there's and like there's just a couple of other like key things that really stood out to me in this, talking about Jane and this new boyfriend that she has and all of that. Like I really just felt for her this season where she's she's having just such a hard time being intimate with somebody just because of the PTSD that she has from what happened. And it was beautiful to to see how how very carefully they they did that in this because that seems if you know like that would be a very realistic thing it's like i mean you haven't had a relationship since your son was born from this guy who raped you and you know like it's just kind of like the next guy that you're you're trying to get with and like you know you're you're trying even him just touching you you're just kind of like standoffish about it and i just she her performance with that and how she did that was so beautiful to me i thought she did a wonderful job with that and showing like just that that ptsd at its worst almost for her at least and what what that meant for mm -hmm. her um and i also with um thinking about the ptsd and everything talking about um zoe kravitz character and i'm blanking on her name in uh bonnie yeah so Bonnie's character, which obviously we find out towards the end of season one and all of that, that, you know, she's the one who actually did push um, Perry down the stairs. Um, she's the one that actually did it. And she's having an, 
the whole thing with it this season is finding out more about her backstory, which side note, I do like how you learn more about Perry after his death. Like the second season, you just learn more about him in general and his life and why he was the way that he was, which I thought was a very, it was very well done. You know, you're still keeping him a major part of the story, even though he's not really in it anymore. But um, same thing with Bonnie, where she's she was having just this PTSD and some kind of some kind of trigger of her mom and how her mom was with her. And that's why she ended up pushing him and just seeing the effects of like just showing how what what you learn as a kid and what you see and what you go through as a child, like it will affect you for a long time. And just kind of seeing her motive for why she did it, because in all of their senses from the first season, she wasn't really good friends with these women. You know, I mean, she didn't really care for them because I mean, she her husband is Reese Witherspoon's ex-husband. And you just feel like there's this strained kind of relationship with her and these women. And she's not super close to them. She had no reason to really defend or protect Nicole Kidman or uh, Shailene Woodley or any of them. But she did. And, you know, I was kind of like shocked by that. I was like, she's the one that did it. But I thought it was cool because I was like, man, she must actually really care about these women. And she did. But you also learn it was just more of her remembering her past and what she had been through and sort of this triggering moment that caused her to do it. And she hates herself for it now, which you see all throughout season two. But you learn why. And she's kind of like, I need to say why I need to do this. I need to explain it. I need to get this off my chest because it's killing me. And just that whole storyline and how they did that, you really just, you really learn a lot about Bonnie as a character and just her, you know, her decisions and why she made them. So, um, and then I also just, I really have to say this, I'm always a fan of Adam Scott, but man, was he so good in the show. Like just that, man, that yeah. yeah, right. Like the husband that you just, <laughs> I was rooting for him more than anyone else. He was one of my favorites because he just, he had such a big heart and he loved um, Madeline through all of her crazy, <laughs> you know, he just truly loved her and wanted to be with her and just his vulnerability that he showed as that heartbroken husband who felt betrayed just man that was awesome because normally you see him as this funny guy and the comedic uh, relief and all this yeah and he was yeah phenomenal. parks and rec yeah. and all that stuff yeah exactly and he was just phenomenal in this role as like just completely a serious role and he knocked it out of the park so i just I just had to mention that because I was kind of blown away by his performance because I've never seen that Adam Scott before, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's a very good point. And I think he re- he definitely shined in season two. If, if there's anybody that could that would take home a, a most improved award, if this was a sport and you got to take home a, yeah, <laughs> a most improved player or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I really liked him a lot in this season. And man, those scenes when he found out the truth and everything and how hurt he was, and just some of the, the the way that he looked and like you could you could hear the the kind of like the crackling of his voice when he would talk and how hurt he was and how he was holding back tears. Mm-hmm. But they were 
coming anyway. Like he really did such a great job showing that. And then scenes after that, when he was being really distant and kind of punishing her and he would even admit, yes, I am. You're going to have to go through this until I'm ready. Uh, talk to you and stuff but then at the same time him unraveling where it might have went wrong or what her thought process was and things like that like like how he was like you know in the beginning I don't think it ever really was about the fact that you loved me I just checked off all the boxes you know I was successful I was somebody who could be a provider but I wasn't your lover I, I just fit the bill of somebody who was a provider and maybe that's why this happened like i just liked all of his kind of theories and trying to figure this out and trying to unravel where things went wrong so i did really appreciate his character in the second season i think he definitely showed up he definitely did i have to say i'm like the way that he found out that his wife cheated on him i was like oh my gosh this is the worst thing because he's hearing it from his own daughter like what in the world it's crazy i was like oh this is happening right now (laughs) this is about to go down and they they handled it well like how they did that whole scene and just all of it I mean how hard it must be to have those kinds of conversations when you have kids you know and like they're around and I mean and and talking about that too with let's not forget how awesome the kids in this show were they were all amazing oh yeah but just how yeah. much do you feel for them and each of their situations like the ones who have parents who are about to go through divorce the one who has abusive parents you know the ones who are single parents all of these kids have some kind of you know very different in the sense of you know quote unquote not normal um you know grow like childhood growing up with how their parents are and so just like i i appreciate that they touched on those stories and they touched on kids who have those homes and you know it was it was just very well done and these kids really just were awesome like ziggy i can't even believe how great ziggy is in this and the twins and really all of these kids you're just like man they're they just blew me away too like they're just it, they did a great job and i i just really like their storylines and how it really i think underneath a lot of it is about like what about the kids <laughs> all of these crazy situations and relationships and everything going on what about the kids you know so um and i do like that i mean it wasn't necessarily like the main focus but touching on that because that's a real thing and especially with the the families that want to sweep things under the rug and pretend like things are okay and how even more messed up that makes their kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because then their kids are also becoming a part of the lie, but kids are just so honest, you know, everything, what you see is what you get. And when they feel something, they feel something. And when they see that something is happening, they're going to say something about it. So it just seemed like there were a lot of situations in the show where the parents would try to hide the truth from them, but the kids would find out one way or the other. And then the parents had to face that truth with them. And, And that's what I loved about it is that there were often times where that they had to face that truth with their kids together and and in all, and in most of those cases it brought them closer to their kids more than what the lies did and i think that really is a testament to the show it just really is about how lying 
in, in its many facets, whether you're lying to yourself, you're lying to your children, you're lying about the situation, you're lying about how you want people to perceive you. It is just, it just shows how lies can just tear you apart. And, yeah. and it's just so true. And it just comes as a reoccurring theme in different ways. And the different ways they show you that, how it can hurt your children, how it can hurt your friendships, how it can hurt your marriage, how you can be in a marriage. Like Bonnie was saying towards the end of the film, when she was speaking to her mother who was comatose and she was like, man, you know, it, uh, you know, living this lie has gotten me here and it got me in a in a I'm in a relationship now I'm married to a god that I don't even and she didn't say yeah. love but she you knew but you knew that was the next word she stopped herself but you knew that was the next word and like it, it just goes to show you how all these little things these little lies can become big man well like right. you can't keep doing it it will catch up with you like, like, so that that is just something that the show, uh, regardless of either season, it stayed, it was very, it had a lot of integrity when it came to that theme. And it just showed in all of their relationships, like, and especially with the kids. So yeah, I'm glad that you brought up and all of those child actors and actresses, man, they were always great. The, none of them were ever annoying or I never felt like, man, um, I'm not understanding why this kid is doing this or why this kid is acting like this. I understood, I knew. Yeah, you, you know that 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 they're seeing all these horrible right. things, and that's how they're, you know. So the the the, the way they perceive life is not normal, and, and the show was very good about showing that. But oftentimes too, the kids were the glue holding the adults together. Mm -hmm. I remember that scene where um where uh um Adam Scott's kid, and I forget her name. Uh, I want to say Chloe. Yeah, the she were mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, where they were in the kitchen and he was just unraveling and she didn't say anything. She just walked up to him and hugged yes. him and he just looked like he so desperately needed that hug. Yeah, like sure. it, that hug kept him from unraveling. You know what I mean? And so and, and, and that and they didn't have to tell me that I felt it just in the scene with those actors, I knew that was a hug he needed. If there was ever a time that he needed a hug from his daughter, it <laughs> right. was then. And, and so those are just kind of powerful moments that all of these actors were able to create. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I, I really do hope that they have a third season coming. Um, I haven't heard myself if they do or not, but I, I really do hope so because there was just so much more to unpack there. And just kind of towards the end and what happened, you feel like it was going to go somewhere really good because at the end of this season, you see them, um, all of them meet up and they, they go into the police department together. And my assumption, because when I saw that, I was like, wait, they're not all going to do that. I mean, Reese Witherspoon and Adam Scott, like their characters just renew their vows and just, you know, all of these things that you felt like things were starting to fall into place for a lot of them. And then, um, you know, and Renata finally being like, I'm done. I'm not in this relationship anymore. 
you know, just they're just making making their stance on the things in their lives that they need and want. And I was like, wait, and now they're all going to the police department. But I think what it, I, I feel like, and I don't know how you feel, Jason, but I think that that was them just going there to support Bonnie going in to turn herself in because it seemed with her, she was kind of trying to end things. Like she released her, her anger towards her mom. Like she told her mom how she felt, even though she couldn't hear her. She admitted, even only to her at least, that, you know, I'm the one who killed this man and it's because of you. She ended her marriage because she said she wasn't in love anymore. All these things were sort of ending more so for her. And I feel like she's the one because you see at the end there, she texts um, Madeline, I think, or probably all of them, but it shows Madeline and then you see all of them meet up together and they go in. So I have a feeling that they're going there to support her, turning herself in. And maybe they're just kind of witnesses to say what happened or to kind of spin it like she was defending us or defending herself. I feel like that's what was planning to happen, hopefully, if they have a next season. What do you think? Yeah, uh, that was the same interpretation that I got, that she was going to confess and that they were there to support her and help her with that. And and who knows? I don't know if all of them were going to some of them were going to admit their part in it or anything like that, or just go for there for more support. But definitely that's what it seemed like. That character was trying to bring closure to all of the lies in her life. And that was the last one, man. That was the last hurdle that that character Bonnie needed to jump. And I think that that was what they were going to do yeah. was going to um, join her in a confession. So that that's how I felt. So if there is, and I hope there's a season three too, but if there isn't, then I, I, I want to believe that that is what happened, yeah. that Bonnie went in there and confessed and all those women stood by right. her. And I, I feel like there's so much they could do with that if that's what happens, because it'll then be the aftermath of confessing this or confessing that they were there to witness it. And just, you know, because they're all so big on caring what the people in the town think and what other people think of them, it can be more of like a, okay, so now that we've gone to the police, everyone knows what actually happened. And they're going to be looking at all of us condemning us all, you know? So I feel like that can be a really great kind of setup for that third season if that's what they do with it. Yeah. And, and there, and I feel like in, in all of the stories, there are still some stories that you can tell because like you said, there's the aftermath of that. So is Bonnie in jail? Are they going to become a visitor? Well, what, what happens with that? Then there's also Celeste and moving on after this whole situation with Mary Louise and everything like that. And does she try to get in a relationship? Yeah. Does she try to find happiness through someone else? And how does that affect her children and everything like that? And now that they know that they have a brother, how does that relationship grow? Or does it wind up getting stained because they, you know, they ultimately have different moms or how do those kids go about yeah. dealing with their father and what happened and what happens when other people at school and the neighborhood starts talking and saying things like that and stuff. What happens with that situation? Uh, how does Jane continue to, how does that relationship continue to grow? The one that she tried to have with her yeah. boyfriend and everything, like how does, you know, does that develop into something great or what happens to them? Does it get harder? What happens with that? Uh, Madeline and her husband, 
they renewed their vows and, and everything seems oh, at least um, like it's on the up and up, but you could do, you could definitely dive into the, the, how hard that's going to be. What happens when they have disagreements? What happens when uh, things get a little bit stale again? How do they try to spice things up? What are some things they try to do differently that they didn't do last time to kind of prove and show to each other that that love is still there and that love still yeah, exists? And, and also, so, like, whenever he finally finds out that Madeline knew the whole time who killed this man and that she was there for it, like, I just see that being a big blow up that happens in the next season where yeah. he's like you said no more lies i still can't trust you and then that's going to be a big thing for them trying to rebuild their marriage so i see that being a huge thing in the next season if they do it exactly exactly and then um you've also got um uh renata's care the renata mm -hmm. character how does she pick up her life from this what happens with her and, uh, you know, and, and everything that happened with her and her husband. So how does she pick up the pieces from that? What, what, what happens with her and that family and everything like that? Like, how does she get her life back? How does she come back into prominence? Because, you know, she had a big reputation. She was going to be on that magazine and everything and powerful women and stuff like that. And then that all just really kind of went to crap with the bankruptcy and her husband just um suddenly um you know making some bad bets doing some illegal stuff and kind of you know it killed their fortune yeah. so how does she pick up the pieces from that what does that mean for that character so i still feel like there are some avenues that they could definitely explore so i'm definitely hoping for a season three yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just there. There's so many like it leaves you with questions, but it doesn't leave you like, wait, what just happened? You know, you do feel at the end of each season and everything that you, you feel satisfied in the sense of knowing like how it all turns out. And they sort of really do answer questions you have throughout the show and what's going to happen. I mean, even that, um, you know, the last episode where it's the court battle between Celeste and Mary Louise. That was intense. And but I mean, it's like the whole season you want to know, is she going to lose her kids? You know, what's going to happen there? And then they go into it and you you just you get your answers that you're looking for. Whether you like the answers or not, you do get your answers. And I do like that they wrap it up and they they bring everything full circle and they don't really leave anything missed as to the storylines and what's going to happen with them for the most part. So that's also appreciated because you know, when you're trying to do so much and put so much of just complicated relationships and just really jam pack a show full of all of these dramatic elements, it can get messy. And it can be like, now we're just writing to tie up stories because they need to be tied up, like they've done with some shows that if they run too long, they're just trying to tie everything up together. But with this, you feel like they're very, um, yeah, they're very careful about how they execute this story. And the writing is just nonstop excellent writing. And I'm curious to know how similar it is to the book now and what actually happens in the book, because I mean, the writing in the show is top notch. So I just feel like if it's based off of this book, this must be a really great book, you know? Um, yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Like, uh, I, I, it makes me curious too about what the book holds. And I wasn't sure if the book, uh, where the book actually 
ended and if season two was kind of like they added it and just kind of did it themselves like they did the season two themselves i'm not sure if the book ended with the murder yeah or if the book continues after the murder i'm not sure um uh, so so I'd be curious to know that because I don't know or was it kind of a Game of Thrones type of situation where they kind of got the cliff notes and then they kind of just did this season <laughs> based on maybe what the author told them was going to happen or whatever, but it hadn't been conceptualized right. all the way yet. Who knows? Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'd be interested uh, to know. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, the, the show definitely has legs because you've got such a strong cast and it's just so beautifully shot and directed. There are lush backgrounds to look at. There's always just something to look at or something engaging that a character is saying. So I feel like the series still has some legs. Uh, with that being said, was there anything just before we end it, was there anything about it that you didn't like? Was there any negatives, any dislikes, anything that stood out to you as something you would have hoped would have been in, in, in it more or something that, uh, you didn't like in the series? Honestly, there's, I mean, really, I can't just point a particular thing. I mean, it's not a perfect show by any means, but it's hard to just come up with something that I could say like I didn't like how they did this because I just feel everything that how they executed everything on top of the acting performances was just so great um I would say maybe in the second season like you don't really get to see a lot of the um the moms these these ladies doing their life together as much as you do in the first one uh the second one is more of if they are together it's kind of like we all need to be together to talk about this thing that happened and the latest update with it instead of there the, in the first season where you're just kind of like, oh, let's go brunch and let's go lunch and let's go drink wine and just kind of having those, you know, my girlfriends around so that we can just all talk about life. And I feel like the dynamic of it was different in the second season, which maybe it, that was on purpose because after you've experienced what you have together, I mean, that's kind of going to be the only thing you're going to be thinking about, you know, but I just kind of missed a little bit of that kind of how we're sort of getting to know these characters and how they communicate and play off of each other um, where it's just the, you know, the main ladies in it. So I, I missed a little bit of that in the second season, but it wasn't enough to where I was just like, well, this is not good. Because I mean, the way that they did it worked too. It was just preference because I feel like that's where you sort of really get to see these ladies in their element of um, their mindset and their personalities all together and why it is that they are friends, even though they're also very different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely see some of that. And yeah, now that as you say that, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? She's right about that. There weren't as many interactions with all of them together like it was or more of them in uh, larger groups like it was in the first season and it's kind of similar to what we were saying about Stranger Things how how well it just works when all the kids are together well th this I think does reign true with this too when they all get to interact it seemed like those were very very special moments uh it did feel like Madeline 
got got to have a lot of different scenes with a lot of different characters more so or at least it stood out to me more than some of the other characters yeah. i felt like you know i i i feel like she kind of got to go around to everybody which was cool but you're right i think that the other ones could have gotten some more interactions or maybe if bonnie had maybe gotten close to somebody in the group yeah. That, that, that she kind of could have confided in or somebody who kind of could have been uh, not on the journey with her, but had maybe somebody who kind of could have been a little more involved in that. I think maybe that needed that. It felt uh, very isolated other than the murder, which the murder obviously keeps them together. But I don't know. I felt like it would have been cool if maybe there was a character that she was kind of confiding in or whatever. Like at first I thought it was going to be Madeline's husband, but it wasn't quite that wasn't quite what yeah. it was. And she kind of became distant and closed herself off, which, which may be, and they may, maybe that's the reason why, you know, when you think about the story well, she was distant and she did close herself off and stuff like that. And then you had to introduce her mom. And so maybe you really needed th- those interactions so that we could understand the end. So I kind of get why they did it narratively. I'm not saying it was a bad decision, but man, I felt like it would have been cooler if Bonnie kind of got to bounce a little more about what was going on with her off of one of the other characters. Right. I think that there was an opportunity there to grow closer to one of them and that didn't happen, you know. Uh but 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 you know, it's just something I would have liked to have seen, but it would definitely is not a deal breaker. Definitely nothing that killed the show. The only other I guess even kind of nitpick or complaint I have is the the whole thing with uh Adam Scott's character and the uh the the temptress yes, Tory yeah. that came around a little bit. That was uh, kind of a little yeah, I'm 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 going to say that that was the only thing about this the this second season that really just kind of felt contrived. Like 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 you knew she was around. It felt like she was around and she was doing things to make me think that he was going to cheat. And because he didn't or we didn't get to see that or that would be crazy. Season three opens and you find out that they're in True. an affair would be insane. But but then again, um, that didn't really lead to anything, it, honestly. It, 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 like it was just kind of. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no I just felt like the last thing I'll say is just that I, it just felt like it was kind of there. And I, I, I didn't know. And what it felt like was that it was there to try to manipulate me into thinking he might actually cheat. And that seemed to be the only purpose it served for me anyway. Yeah. And I do, I, I do totally agree with that too, because I was like the whole time thinking, oh no, he better not do it, you know, but it also thinking back on it a little bit after the show ended, um, I was just thinking maybe that was put in there to show his actual character of a person like saying my wife just cheated on me with more than one person I'm pretty sure right maybe it was just the one person but either way like my wife just cheated on me and she continues to lie to me and I'm very angry at her and he had every opportunity to do the wrong thing and he didn't and and that seems to be the thing that drove him to say you know what like I actually want to work on this and try to make this you know, kind of renew this marriage. 
So I think if anything, the point of it was maybe to show more of his character of like, I'm not going to be that guy, even though I have, in a sense, the world would say I have every right to be that guy. I'm not going to do it. So that I feel like that might be the only thing it really served. But it was kind of like, like you were saying, probably one of the only things that I could have done without like it was not necessary to the storyline for that to happen. But um, I think I feel like maybe that's what they were trying to do with that. Um, but yeah, and, and kind of also going back to what you're saying about Bonnie and having um, some kind of a connection more with one of the women. I absolutely agree with that. And I actually would have loved to see her and Celeste because she essentially like saved Celeste in a sense, you know, she kind of saved yeah. her from, you know, getting hurt or killed herself and saved her from this horrible, abusive marriage that she didn't need to be in. And I kind of would have liked to see that dynamic of the two of them becoming close because of that. And that would have been a cool thing to add into that. But they didn't for whatever reason, um, I guess, because she had enough of her own storyline with the mom and all of that. So maybe that's why. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was that you're right. I mean, there's not a whole lot really that you can say about it. That's not good. I mean, the thing with this show that it does, that's done in a smart way more than other shows is like you were saying there's a lot of legs still left on it like you have to tell the story in such a way to where it's not just done after one or two seasons and then there's nothing else you can really do with it um a prime example of that i think would be that show 13 reasons why on netflix which was also based off of a book and the first season was absolutely fantastic so great i actually i thought it was a, a really great show um but then kind of after the first season, what can you really do with something like that? They tried to do that second season and make it about, you know, the trial um, and all of that and just kind of um, going into the aftermath of it a little bit. But they did not really tell the story in a way where you feel like they could go anywhere really with it after what they did in the first season. And I feel like there are a lot of other shows that do that same thing. But this one um, has more of an advantage because the writing of it is done so well and in such a clever way that they don't give you everything all in one shot to where you're like, okay, well, can't really do anything else now. It's over. <laughs> you know, they give you to where you can go for a while on this and make it work. So I think that that's that was a, it was a brilliant way that they have put the show together and written it. Yeah, because ultimately it's not really just about one thing or one murder or one the you you just these just feel like organic people that are constantly growing yeah. constantly going through things constantly in their lives are in the, in their lives they're constantly being thrown these curveballs and they're having to change and adapt and things like that so if there is room to continue to tell those stories and if there are things we just haven't necessarily seen yet, then there's room to continue yeah. it. You, you, you know, um, of course, you know, sometimes things do start to dwindle when it gets away from the source material and stuff like that. But honestly, the, the characters are so compelling. You have such a great group of cast members and the acting is just so superb. I mean, even if they made a third season that wasn't as good as one or two, it, it's hard for me to imagine the season not being any good. Right. Like, because it's just, you, you just got too many of the right pieces for it to be bad. 
So I just feel like maybe you could uh, go with another season and things like that. And maybe some of the, these things we kind of wanted to see, like with the body and everything like that, maybe that 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 leaves room for you to do some of those things in season three. So, I mean, uh, you know, but ultimately my head is really off to this series. I really enjoyed this. I mean, I came into it because I saw that it had a stellar cast and I was not disappointed. This did its job. You know, every everyone came to work, everyone clocked in and we left on time. <laughs> Everybody just <laughs> did a superb job and it, as far as I'm concerned, it was mission complete. I really enjoyed this, and uh, it, it was great. It was nice to see something like this, and this is just another testament to HBO, man. Their dramas, their series, their documentaries. I mean, it's like no matter what you watch, you just feel like you're watching something on another level, and I do feel that this series is on another level when compared to a lot of other things out right now. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. I think it it's it's phenomenal. I mean, it's like as much as I do love those shows like Game of Thrones, where it's like this fantasy world and these you know different like stories of a victory and battles and things like that. Like I really love these very human stories because how many people do you know, or maybe even dealing with that, or have in the past, or just people that have similar feelings, some of these people and like, it's just nice to see that it's being talked about, especially like the PTSD stuff and the rape stuff and just how to have these, how to have healing from that in the midst of it being just a terrible thing. That's going to be a terrible thing for a while, especially when you have kids in the mix and other families, like you have a new family because of this and just how they do it all. It's very respectfully done but it also it's very human stories and I love that and I love when you write these just you write a script and you write a whole show um just really based off of like what these characters are going through they don't have they're not relying on like these crazy epic action sequences or CGI stuff or whatever else they're relying on just the pure emotion and talent of the people in the stories and I think that that's phenomenal. And I think that that should not be overlooked. Yeah. And, and I mean, and sometimes, man, you just need something yeah. real. You just need something that feels organic. You just need something that seems a little closer to what we experience in our world. I mean, it's great watching something like Spider-Man or Avengers Endgame and Captain America swinging around Mjolnir, but it is also great. And there is nothing like just great drama on television or in movies where it's just about emotions and these actors can really flex their muscles and it's not about CGI or camera effects or any of that. It's just two or three people on the screen talking and having to convey all of that to get you to yep. feel something. And sometimes that that feels like it's more difficult. Sometimes that feels like it's a little bit harder and it takes some real talent to do that and I, you don't always get that with other things and of course just with us on this summer movie bonanza and there's so much coming out reboot this reboot that oh look at the computer graphics uh look at the hair travel through all these bugs and stuff oh look at uh 
you, you know, you, there, there's just so much out there and it's just about boom, boom, bam, 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 boom, boom, bam, colors, 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 action, action, action. So it's a nice break to just watch some good drama. And like you said, these are important stories. These are the kind of stories that everyone should be listening to and looking at and gaining some perspective on because I can't like speak enough about the Jane character and how important that story is. Not, Not just the rape, the PTSD, but then the way she was even approached by Mary Louise. Well, why didn't you ever go to the police? Why didn't you ever report it? And like some of the things that that character would say are the exact same things I hear when somebody is talking about rape victims or things like that. Well, why did they wait this long to say something? Why didn't they go to the police when they had the chance? You know, you hear a lot of these things in our society online when people are reacting to a person who has been raped or has been through that or there's somebody accused of it or whatever and you can see and this really showcases both sides of that how you can have a supporter who's maybe blind to what that person actually was and how hard it can be when you went through that and how hard it is to pick up your life to have a relationship and things like that and that story just really hit home for me because I, i mean i can't speak from a personal experience but i have some friends who went through that and i have some friends who you know um they didn't confide in me when i first met them but as time went on and we became better friends I did have a friend who confided in me about something that she had went through similar to that. And I just think about her every time I would see Jane and some of the things she went through and how, because it was the same way with her, you know, if, if she was touched a certain way or if somebody got a little too close to her, that PTSD does kick in and, you know, she would jerk back from them or she would try to keep her distance from people like that. You know, there were all these particular things about if a person touched her a certain way, it might trigger a memory or a person says a certain thing that that person said to them that they remember in that traumatic time. And then uh, the words, the combination of words just trigger memories and stuff like that. So when you see Celeste and Jane going through this, it really hit home for me because it was similar to way to the way some of my friends described what they went through. And that's powerful stuff. That's kind of stuff that people should know about and should want to 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 see and film at least to kind of know what that's like and understand how hard that can be and to to have more empathy for people who go through things like that so yeah uh can't stress the importance of that with some of those characters yeah for sure and that's why i love it so much because we need we need those stories like you said we need shows like that we need people telling those stories, we need that, you know, especially in this day and age when that's just a very much more common thing in the, in the wake of the whole Me Too movement and just in general being mm-hmm. able to, you know, speak up about those things or just feel like, oh, like I'm, I'm not the only person or this person's not the only person that has dealt with something like that and how did they handle it? And, um, yeah, so I just, these are important stories to tell and I just love that they're doing it and they're doing it in a very classy, respectful way. And they're treating the characters with a lot of, um, 
care and and love and just putting so much um, into these characters that are going through these hard things. So I loved it. I think I think it's a masterclass in acting for sure and storytelling. So. All right. Great. Do we have anything else to add for Big Little Lies? I think I'm good. How about you? Anything else you want to add? Any last uh, remarks about this series? I think I got everything I wanted to say. <laughs> okay, perfect. So I guess we'll go into recommendation and scores. So ladies first, do you recommend and what would be your score um, you, you can either, if you want, you can give two separate scores, season one and season two, or you can just lump it all together, whatever you like. Uh, I'll just okay. follow suit. Um, I, I do definitely recommend this because I, it's smart writing. It's brilliant acting. It's a beautifully told story of all of these characters and how they all, how their lives all intertwine and how they all connect there. It's done in a very brilliant way. And it's just, it's great. It's just a very, everything about it all around is basically really great. I, I recommend it if that's your thing. I mean, I know a lot of people would say, um, you know, it's it's too depressing. It's too much like real life. And I don't want to watch something that's like real life. I want the fiction or the, you know, I want I want those things. So maybe if that's more your cup of tea, you might not like this one as much because it is heavy and it can be intense and, um, you know, a lot of really hard things in it. But if you do like that, or if you're just looking for some really great acting performances or just a, a, a different, a different refreshing thing for the summer, apart from superhero movies or action and comedies and all of that, give it a shot. It's it's one of those shows that you will not, you know, if you're if you're just missing something on HBO because Game of Thrones is gone, like check this one out. It's super good. It's amazing. Um, I'm going to do an overall of the whole series. Um... I'm going to give this I'm going to give this 88 out of 100 Aubrey Hepburn themed parties. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. So um, excellent score. Uh, that's a good score overall for the series. Um, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to recommend this. I think that more people should watch this. I mean, this is a great series with a really powerhouse powerhouse acting all over the place i mean this is um and and in a lot of respects some of the best acting that some of these actresses and actors have done and that's saying a lot because when you think about the accolades of a reese witherspoon uh nicole kidman i mean when you think about meryl streep when you think about the accolades the combined accolades of some of those people i mean it, it, you could almost fill up a room with what those actresses have accomplished. And this, I do think, as far as from an acting perspective, is uh, some of their best work. Uh, so I definitely recommend it for that. If you're a fan of powerhouse acting, if you like the drama, man, if you want some drama in your life, but the good kind, <laughs> the entertaining kind, the kind that makes you think. Not you your know, the drama. The kind that makes you think, the kind that makes you go... Yeah, not not but not your drama, not my drama, but you know, the kind that makes you think, the kind that may, that's entertaining, the kind that makes you kind of sit back and reflect and go, "Man, perhaps my life isn't as bad as I thought it was." You know, you you got to you got to see this. Like this is 
really compelling stuff. It, it was great. I mean, it's never boring. I didn't feel like there was ever a dull moment because it's just superbly written and it means so much. And it just says a, a, a lot about lives. And like I said, how little lies that you tell yourself, little lies that you try to put up there um, because of optics or because of insecurities or because you think you're doing the right thing and how those things can tear you apart. So, uh, you know, so be true to yourself, be true to others and definitely give this thing a try. Um, as far as a score, uh, I, I'm going to go with an A, man. I mean, I, I can't see myself giving it underneath an A. So I'm just going to go with 9D. Um, man, this has got to be good. This has got to be good. This has got to be good. Man, I don't know what, what I want to give it, though. Like, what I want to say about it, though. 90, let's go with 90 scenes of Meryl Street emotionally and psychologically crushing <laughs> our female leads in one-on-one -on -one conversations out of 100. This is definitely an A when it comes to acting and story. Go check this out. I agree with that. One more thing I did forget to say, the music, the soundtrack in the show is awesome, by the way. Oh, yes. How could I forget that? Yes, man. I mean, when, when I talked about the their use of silence and how great that was. But yes, the musical tracks, always vibrant, always fresh, always fit kind of mm -hmm. the mood of where they were or the situations that were going on. So, yes, great final point. Great final point about the music. Uh in this series. And I guess that is going to wrap it up for us, Cinefans. So we hope that you enjoyed this bonus episode about Big Little Lies. And just remember, our Instagram is cinema underscore slayers. We are Cinema Slayers podcast on Facebook, and we are Cinema Slayers also on Twitter. And don't forget to check out the new the new and improved website, cinemaslayers.com, where you can find um, back episodes of all of our, our podcast episodes and recordings, so you can go there. There's an archive where you can uh, find all of this stuff. And please stay tuned. Please tell us what you think. Please interact with us whenever we post these or share these with you. We want to know what you thought about this series we want to know what you think about everything that we review and every and all the content that we put out there for you and just don't forget to definitely keep listening to us we've got a lot of great content coming up summer is not over yet so we got more movies to watch and we will be bringing you the skinny on those movies so with that being said this is heather and justin signing out for another excellent bonus episode of Cinema Slayers.